Hi everyone. It's so hard to manage the difficulties, the technical difficulties. It's even harder to get into the mood. Sometimes I wish I had money, more money at least, to maybe dedicate this or delegate this to someone while I can actually stay more focused. More focused on what I'm doing, more focused on what I'm talking about, to get into it. But maybe this is something down the line, in case this gets picked up to be something more for more people other than me. Yeah. That much is certain, I guess. It's really hard for me to kind of uh, think of doing something that would interest someone other than me. Sincerely, it's one of the most difficult things I can think of. Because in one hand, you have this, you know, self-interest. And on the other hand, you know, you need to actually be accepted in a way, you know, in order to make a living, to make a livelihood. The thing is, I really cannot, personally, I cannot really be interested long enough in anything that I really don't have it in and out of me. And it's been, this has been one of my longest, till today, like, challenges. You know, how can I earn a livelihood in a way that satisfies my heart as well as financially and whatever I see from the outside whatever I see like professions or careers here and that uh, it seems to not satisfy fully what I want to do I mean there are a couple of options of course but I always wondered, am I really supposed to be doing something on my own? Something that I'd kind of um, take the lead of? And personally, I'm involved in this thing called dialogue. Uh, something that most people actually aren't aware of, are not uh, aware of. And uh, I've seen myself going into it more and more, the more I go into it, the more I'm interested. The thing is, it doesn't pay. But the, it is there. So the, such things exist, even though it's not from me 100%. And that's another thing. Am I asking all these questions in order for me kind of to be unique in one thing? Is it really a matter of control? Is it a matter also of like responsibility that I don't want to be responsible for someone else? Doesn't seem to be like it. Doesn't sound to be like that. I guess it depends on where one is out to be. But the thing is, in order to pick something to do, then I have to pick something to do. The options are so, so many options. And each option has its own pros and cons. What is it that I have to do? And what is it that would guarantee me? Like, in a way. Because whatever career I have to be part of, it requires a great deal of investment in terms of money, in terms of uh, time, in terms of networking. 
So, it's not that much of a simple decision. It's actually not a simple decision at all. Now, if someone did not have that many options and only had few options, let's say maybe they are not as smart as someone who has option more options or they can do more stuff, then that's clear, you know, they wouldn't even bother with these questions. But let's say we're talking about someone who really can do whatever they want to do. They can they have the capacity to be engaged into doing whatever they want to do. But then it's like what do you really, what do I really want to do? Is there anything worth doing? Is there anything that is really worthwhile doing? I mean, this is the question I ask for myself. This is not the question of, like, is there anything that is worthwhile doing in the world? Like, of course, that's not the, hopefully that wasn't the tone used in expressing such a question. But I guess for when someone is really kind of, let's say, lost, uh, such a question would have such a tone. If one is depressed. What is worth my time? What is worth my attention? And in the same sense, am I worth its time and its attention? So these questions are questions of measurement. There hasn't been anything done yet, and I'm already measuring. Doesn't that sound like fear? And fear, this fear, let's say, the idea I carry of myself and the idea I carry of the world, which is not that different from the idea I carry of myself, the image, the identity, that dictates whatever I ought to do or not to do, to feel or not to feel even, doesn't sound, sorry, but I think this is clear enough at this point. This clear is explained by the identity that I carry, which comes from whatever I have been through in my experiences and all. So, is this real? I mean, it's real here and now. That's a fact. It's, I'm feeling agitated. I'm anxious. I'm, 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 can I, I'm almost paralyzed. I'm depressed and all this kind of stuff. So that's the reality. But other than that, is it real? Like, factually real. I know it's a very paradoxical question. So the, the thing that makes it real is my past. Which has nothing to do with the here and now. It is the information that I carry with me that makes this moment react to. So, I think this is as simple as it could get. But the difficulty, actually, it seems that I never have looked at things this way before. I never have imagined my fear as the collection of my experiences, although it's quite, quite clear. In, in terms of, like, let's say, 
if I get bit by a dog in the past, now I'm afraid of dogs. And that's very clear. The cause is very clear. Yet, that fear is clear. But in terms of my... how I carry myself in the world, my acts, my relationships, what is my place, let's say, with the opposite gender, with the elders, etc., etc. This is kind of a collection of experiences as well, but it involves me personally, which is like this in this organism, this individual. And what what seems to be difficult or extremely difficult is to look at myself with the awareness of the identity I carry. Or with the identity of the self, basically. The image of the self. The image of me. And again, the difficulty is that I n- it's that's for, for the conditioned me, the conditioned this, is one. There is no difference between my identity and this organism. Or the individual. So I don't know if, if you see this. If I don't see a difference, or if I if I don't uh, see that whatever that's been said, then I'm almost always a continuation of my past, of the past, collection of my influences. And no matter what I do, I'm going to be controlled by that. Now. There is a great danger in this. And uh, usually when I have these topics, which is quite a lot, probably more than I should, but uh, hopefully maybe someday I will have a medium. We can explore these topics seriously in a nice way, maybe also fun. Um... So, why is this such a crucial point to figure out? And what makes it so dangerous? Dangerous in general, up to the individual level, up to the individual level, and also to the global level.
Yeah. I don't know. Have you thought about it? Or not? It'd be interesting if you did. Because if that became clear for us, you know, that fear plays a momentarily, well, that's not the right word to use. So fear plays a part in our lives, in every moment that we live. Because if I haven't asked this before, so probably the identity is functioning with me every day, every moment, every hour, as we are speaking now with me and you. The past is present <laughs> with us every day, every moment. That means that what I see what I'm doing, what I act upon, what I understand, what I dream, all that is a result, or not going to say a result 100%, who knows, but let's just keep that fact or reality for maybe some other day, or maybe later, now, who knows, but... The fact is that the truth, the potential truth, is almost never here. What I have is It's kind of a version of what I had. And it seems that I'm in a constant battle as well. Constant battle with the past. Trying to achieve this. Trying to prove that. While running again, just to continue to escape from this. Avoid that. Resist this. And I don't know if I ask myself, it's like, what if I didn't have, what if that didn't play a part in my life? What kind of a relationship would I be having? Hmm. What, what kind of... How will I be in service to the world? What will my expression be? All that and even more. Now, if that didn't play a part, now for the moment it is playing a part, probably the biggest part, if not the whole part. And... The word whole is here used in a very limiting way. Because if I'm acting from an experience that is that already happened, which means I'm acting on a specific perspective, specific goal, specific dream. So I'm going in line. In always, in always, in a line, always, from point A to point B, which seems normal. But I wonder, is it? Not that this is normal, but is it really? This is the way that we have, that this is the, well, right way to live, psychologically, in relationship. I mean, if you go to a career from point A to B to C, of course, that makes sense from a position to another. But again, also, if I get that career in order, I'm on this career only to go from point A to B to C, then I don't know how much of a nice career that is in terms of the doing 
rather than you know the the thr- the the thrill of achievement the thrill of uh, scaling up and becoming more and having more money or having a bigger better position and all that a life driven by achievement or by avoiding peril this is what this is how we live this is how we're living stuck in the game between pain and pleasure which is defined by my past experience defined by my psychological memory honestly if this doesn't shed light on how much we are not free I don't know people talk about AI and people using our information and this privacy this and privacy that and everyone is against us and whatever but this thing has been this been this mechanism of living has been on for as long as everyone remembers if they were even conscious of such a topic and and a lot of uh, quite a few many people we're talking about the same thing it's a free man right but it doesn't seem to work or it didn't work enough so we would be in a different place so what i have is the trap that i am in now avoiding my past pain and following my past pleasure as well. And probably the pain is a result from that which was from the lack of what was pleasurable now. I have a dream. I try to achieve it. I don't achieve it. I feel pain. But I tried to achieve it because that had given me pleasure in the past so it's all in the memory yes that experience which ended up pleasurable in the head had its own actuality when it happened yet now I'm chasing the memory of it do am I chasing the memory of it Am I chasing the memory of my pleasures, my past pleasures? And am I avoiding the memory of my past pains all the time? This is a really important question to ask.
Hmm. A shocking truth. <laughs> yeah. Where do we go from here? You know? I'm in a constant Tom and Jerry cartoon. That is if I'm active. Or maybe I just take refuge. Escape society, escape my life and just go in a far off land and far off house. And just, you know, stay so-called alive, you know, either chasing or escaping my past experience. Now, I'm not condemning those people. Maybe few of them really do. But uh, those religious, so-called religious people who exit and, I don't know, monks, whoever, abandon life in order to help others. It doesn't really make sense to me, to be honest. What they're doing is just maybe pointing towards the fact of how difficult this life that we're living here is, how demanding it is. Because... If you have seen for yourself the, what we talked about, chasing and escaping my past in the now, which also is my dreams of the future and whatever I want in the future is also driven by the same, whatever had been, whatever has been already. You gotta understand this is not just you. This is everyone around you. This is most of society. This is society as it is. As we have it now. So, even if you want to live differently, you gotta understand like everything around you, in a way, expects you to live in how we all used or are living now. I mean, look at everything that we do. We all want to know what you like in order to give you what you like. But everything that I like is based on what I used to like. So all the algorithms and Google and Facebook and it's just like all about cultivating the past, which is lived now, and then just building even more narrow view of what you like, thinking that it's actually a really good idea in order for you to sell you the right stuff or maybe to kind of uh, to achieve the right life for you you know do you see the danger i do but at the same time is there a way out that's the question. Is there a way out from the way we live? Is there a way out from the way I live now? And the, which is the same way that the way that I used to or I used to live in the past. Is there a way out of this way? See, this question Asked now. Have I or you start thinking about what could be the way out? What could be the solution? If that did happen, and there's a clear example of what sustains the problem or sustains the way I'm living now. Because see, I'm reacting to 
question that is driven or at least pointed out. So I try to answer it. So I'm seeking again, I'm chasing an answer from a past moment. This is the mechanism by which the way I live and everyone does sustained. So let's ask again, is there a way out from the way I'm living now? Do I see what's happening? And also, have I seen what happened? Maybe I've seen what's happening now, maybe all only intellectually up to a certain point. But have I seen what happened in the past? Intellectually I did, but did I actually see it? Did I meet myself? The conditioned reality of me? Do I really know how trapped I really am? Did I meet that entrapment? Did I come face to face with it? And when I do come in face to face with it, what do I do? In what form does my chasing and escaping take? Hmm. I mean, this is a point where meditation comes in. And maybe this is maybe a way for meditation to be kind of led light other than the techniques and methods, which is just also a, der a derivative from our old ways. It's a method that's been carried on from a generation to a generation, supposedly, uh, with the promise to free you. Other than the fact that uh, most of us do this stuff just to get more energy and to do more of what we used to do and what we like to do. So it's kind of a tool that we're using to satisfy our urges and mischiefs. Mm -hmm. You can call this meditation, but this is not really the meditation that I personally and a few others that I know of uh, would like to understand. So if there is no way out from the way that I'm living now, which is the same way that I used to live, there's no solution, there is no answer. Then what am I to do? What am I to do? We will not talk about meditation as if we already know what meditation is. But what is clear that no matter what I do is a mental activity to figure out a solution. That mental activity is based on the information that is available with me. That is that the information that I am as it is. That it is acting upon itself. Navigating and forming and structuring this individual's life. Now, conditioned as I am, I am not fully aware or I'm not aware of this. 
Now it might be just an intellectual idea. Or maybe I've even saw a fraction of the truth, partially. But in order to see that fully, why do I have to see that rather than just know of it? What's the difference between what's the impact of seeing it and having an idea of it?
so this is probably the last segment this sessions so what is the impact true impact of seeing it whatever it is and in this sense it's the mechanism by which I live and in comparison for the moment of having an idea of it if you have an idea of it and only an idea of it so this is something you can use in your next cocktail party make it sound like I'm intelligent or uh, smart, intellectual, whatever it is. And it's yet another thing that is stored in the head, in the brain, stored in me yet as another experience, yet another, yet another point of the past, a point of reflection that only is reflected upon when it's too late. You gotta, we need to understand that this thing, this way of living, which is a pattern, a very huge, complicated pattern that's been here for so long, thousands of years. It's like a worm, that worm in the stomach. I don't know if you know, I don't even know the name, but it's like whenever you cut it, it grows. It doesn't, cutting the head doesn't really work. It works momentarily, but then it grows back again, yet again. And then it grows even beyond my attention and awareness of it. Similarly, that's what is here now. That's what we're dealing with. And that's just a metaphor to explain. Not to be applied, because metaphors are simple they're sorry metaphors metaphors are limited as much as my way of living now and in the past it's a limited way because it's passed on a limited reserve of knowledge which is my past or the past so it is limited so understanding the the nature of the way I live now is crucial. Talking about the other way of living doesn't really help us as much as really understanding what is happening with us now. You see all the addictions like it's so hard to get off. smoking cigarettes very few actually quit smoking cigarettes and many people and few people or some people quit in different ways and I will not pretend that I know how to quit something but also we understand how many times we've tried to quit and we didn't we're not able to quit force ourselves and replace a habit with another habit. We have all these kind of theories. What is being suggested here? Can this end without it being replaced by something else? Can it just end? Collapse over its own self? habit that keeps eating itself until it is not here which entails time and efforts which could be for some of us some people quit gradually and apparently some people just quit 
and that would be it. In certain situations, personally, things have changed for me just like that. In other things, I'm still dealing with them. So clearly the understanding of what is actually happening with me is not full. So I'm not going to act like I know. So clearly don't. But what do I have now? Do I understand whatever is happening with me now? That seems to be quite often the fundamental question. Do I understand what's happening with me now? What would it take for me to understand what's happening with me now? When I'm asking this question, am I looking for an answer? Hmm. Why am I looking for an answer? The question is valid. Because we understood before the, the high potentiality of us misleading ourselves into one thing or another, certain life or another. But if I ask the question, being aware of the falseness of seeking an answer, what happens? Hmm. There is kind of sensation. I don't know if you can see it. If you don't know if you can feel it. There's a different kind of sensation there is. Now I might try to call the sensation with a name. Try to explain it again. But again, we are as a point of reflection of the past, trying to explain that which is present. So we go back here. To understand what's happening with me now. Was that what actually was happening with me now? Not the sensation, but my the seeking of an explanation or a description for what's happening with me or with this through memory. See, we're a bit further than what actually was. So now, that's not what it was. What is, what is now is what's happening now. Can I ask the question? Understand, with, with the understanding of the limitation of an intellectual answer. The corruptedness of a limited answer. The conditioning of a limited answer. This might sound like despair. Or it is in fact despair to the conditioned, to us, to me and you. I am in no way, shape or form equipped to deal with this problem. That much is clear to me. But I'm still here. And for some reason there is more energy. Or not more, there is energy. A different kind of energy. I don't know what to call. And I'm not going to call. 
So this is the life that we're living for the moment. This is the life that we share, me and you, all of us. Quite honestly, this is on me, but this is also on you. But I don't know if you see the potential of, well, it cannot be seen. Just. Hmm. A life with a radically different nature that which is not limited and I'll see you next time